Hello, I'm Laura Inman, and I'm glad to be with you today as we look at John 15, 1 through 8. I chose this passage because God has used it to remind me of his faithfulness as I'm stretched and refined many times in the recent years. And I just want to share my thoughts and how I've connected with it. John 15, 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be given will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. One of the reasons I love this passage is because it's relatable, and it involves something that I enjoy, gardening. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. A gardener tends to his plants, carefully giving them what they need at the right time, removing weeds, watering, watching for disease, and waiting eagerly for the fruit. When we think about that metaphor and reflect over seasons of our life, we can see the character of God. Every spring, my kids and I decide which vegetables we want to grow. A few years ago, we decided to try pumpkins. We got the seeds, planted them in a nice sunny corner of the yard, and off they went. I didn't know much about growing them, and I was surprised by how crazy they grew. Vines were everywhere. But at the end of the season, we were disappointed because there weren't that many pumpkins in all those vines. Many had only grown to a small size and then rotted on the vine. So the next year, I decided to read about it and found that you have to prune the vines. When you spot a pumpkin beginning to grow, you cut off any vines that grow off that vine so that all the nutrients and energy can be focused on growing the pumpkin. We got several really nice big pumpkins that year. It's interesting to think about how pruning is related and needed for spiritual growth. There are things in our life that we need to let go of so that we can focus our attention on the areas God wants to develop in us. A few years ago, I went through a period of pruning. At the time, it felt harsh and painful. I couldn't see or understand the process and it seemed like an unbearably long season. We all go through these times, and here Jesus is saying, remain in me. Some translations use the word abide. The, diction the dictionary says, abide is to bear patiently, tolerate, to endure without yielding, withstand, to accept without objection, to hold to, keep to, and pay attention to. 
I'm not sure I was very good at the accept without objection part. And I know I definitely had an attitude that tolerated at times. <laughs> but pay attention to. I look back and see how the pain of the pruning caused me to pay attention to Jesus and trust as God carefully tended to and nurtured my growth. Even though in the midst of it, I asked for and would have liked it to go a lot differently. The the passage is focused on being fruitful, living connected to Jesus, submitting to the refining work of God so that the gifts or fruits of the Spirit can be revealed in us. In other words, the world around us sees God as we walk through each season. We can't grow or carry out the plans God has before us without staying connected to Jesus. One year, I wanted to save money, so I tried starting my plants inside. And then after the frost ate, you're supposed to acclimate them to the elements slowly before planting them in the ground. I went too fast, and on the first night, there was a slight breeze, and that was enough to kill my plants. They couldn't withstand the wind because they'd been used to the shelter of the indoors. Sometimes, what seems unnecessary or unfair, our Father is using to strengthen, prepare, and refine us so that we can bear fruit. I don't like the phrase, God gives you what you can handle or similar statements that suggest that God tests us by giving us bad things. No, trial is a part of this broken world. We will face hard things while living on this earth. The question is, will we trust God to heal in, through, and after the sadness, disease, disappointment, betrayal, loss, whatever it is, Will we remain and allow God to work it into something new, something that grows us? I have one more gardening comparison. (laughs) My daughter was about four years old when we started growing pumpkins, and we would watch the plants come up, the vines grow longer, and tiny pumpkins begin to grow. Right about when they would get fist-sized, she wanted to pick them. She couldn't wait. And I would explain, we have to wait until they're bigger and orange and full. For a four-year-old, that growing season feels like years, and it's really hard to wait. Aren't we like that? Eager, restless, and many times impatient. The gardener knows we need time. I needed the time to cling to Jesus and to put aside thinking I could bear fruit on my own. When we choose to stay close to Jesus, daily laying aside our ways in pursuit of him, that's the believe part. When we're not just claiming to believe in Jesus, but taking action, which to me is trust, faith. Whatever season of growth you're in, are you connected to Jesus? Without him, you can do nothing. Are there ways that you can abide? What does that look like? What it looks like for me has depended on the season, but it's always involved pursuing Jesus in some way. During the pruning, it meant bringing my sadness, anger, and doubting right to him. 
I found that I needed to have close friends who could speak truth into me too, because I could often sit in and find all the negative of it. They were a light for me. In the season of waiting, it was taking steps that felt empty, yet holding on to the hope that comes from knowing my father has a plan, even when I can't see it. It's laying down my plans and resting in him. Or just staying still and asking God for his peace within the unknown. At times it's meant choosing to find joy and worship over sitting in the fear and despair. And then sometimes I feel God nudging me in a direction that I don't want to go or I feel unsure about. But abiding also means choosing to follow, even if it doesn't make sense to me or is uncomfortable. Abiding does include habits of self-discipline, much like taking care of good care of your body does. So being a part of a church, developing patterns for reading God's word and prayer are all really important and definitely help us move closer to Jesus. Although I'll admit, during the times I went my own way, I still went to church. It's most about a posture of my heart one that looks and listens for Jesus. It is allowing the gardener to do what only he can do and resting in his care. So what is Jesus saying to you today? And will you trust the gardener? Let me pray with you. Father, we are grateful that you are the gardener who, unlike me in my garden, you know exactly what's needed. In each season, may we remain close and abide in you. Thank you for the way you provide comfort, guide, and protect. Give us endurance to face trial with confidence, knowing you are the Redeemer. Help us to lay down our own plans and trust yours. And may we never forget our deep need for you. We want to be humble so that you are seen and known and glorified. We love you, Jesus. Amen.